You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. This episode of the Live Different Podcast is sponsored by Under 30 Experiences, our travel community for young people. If you're sick of sitting in front of your desk and waiting for your friends to do something awesome, come and travel with us instead. We go to all sorts of amazing places, including Costa Rica, Belize, Iceland, Ireland, Machu Picchu, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Bali, probably other places that I can't even remember that we go to right now. Uh, Come and check it out. And if you mention the Live Different podcast and promo code M-A-T-T, Matt, I am one of the co-founders, and that will earn you $100 off your next booking if you book by June 1st, 2015. So come and check us out, under30experiences.com. What's up, everybody? It is Matt Wilson with the Under 30 Podcast. We are kicking it off today with Daniel DiPiazza, and I promised just to call all of my coolest friends. Uh, basically, after going through ha- having this website, Under 30 CEO, and interviewing so many successful, awesome young people, um, we have a pretty nice list of friends now to call, and I want to open that up and have real candid conversations with them not have your uh, your point blank, straight up interview style canned questions. Uh, we want to have a little fun with this, so kick back and relax. Um, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Under 30 Experiences, our travel company. Uh, so with that being said, Daniel, we're getting real official over here. We are, we are joined by Daniel DiPiazza uh, from rich20something.com, has an awesome blog, just joined us in Costa Rica not so long ago as a contributor for Under 30 CEO. So what's going on, Daniel? Um, first of all, I'm upset with you because I was yeah. talking to someone and I thought I was going to be the first guest on your show and apparently I'm now the second or maybe even the third by now. Mm, you're definitely the third. <laughs> so pissed at you. So uh, I, who, who else came before me? So now I might switch up the, the episodes because they haven't been published at, uh, when we're talking right now, but Brandon Epstein um, from entrepreneurfitness.com. What? I, I, just, I just did it. What? I just talked to him. Well, Fuck he you got guys. You. I talked to him about a week ago. Or no, I talked to him about an hour ago, so got you there. And, what? I, ju- uh, I just talked to him two days ago. Fuck him. God, and uh, there's a guy who took over number one with a vengeance. His name is Jared O'Toole, co-founder uh, okay. of Under Thirty. Ever heard of him? All right. So. Well, no, I, I thought I thought our friend um, Rajiv was going to be like in front of me. Ooh, I, no, I went on Raj's podcast, um, and we did one in Belize, actually mm. hanging out hanging out with Martin, um, his co-founder on our trip to Belize and we just sat and uh, yeah, just kicked it for an hour. We had rum and Coke and more rum and Coke and just were honest and just talked about, we, it was fun. We talked about stuff like, what do you do at the Thanksgiving dinner table when someone, when you're, you know, whoever says, oh, why aren't you married and why, why haven't you settled down? So we got, we got nice and honest, but that was on his, that was on Idea Lemon. Um, the, they have it's not the art of being awesome, but unleashing your awesomeness. Anyway, Idea Lemon is yeah. pretty good if you guys want to check it out. Cool. Um, so Daniel, I want to talk to you today in a candid form about being a freak. Um, I think you can relate this on many lev- on many different levels, but basically, I think that you are a freak of nature, my Thank friend, you. and uh, you're very welcome. And I think that. A lot of people have been called freaks before, and now people are aspiring to be freaks. Um, just be between your bodybuilding and your jujitsu and your martial arts, to all the stuff that you're doing with online marketing. How you you just grew your list? Like I don't know. You texted me last weekend. You're like, Yo, man, my article on Business Insider Insider is blowing up. I just got five thousand new subscribers over the weekend. I was like, All right, that's pretty good that uh, that can fall under the category of freakish because a lot of, not many people can grow their list um to 5000 people let alone 5000 in a weekend um just all the stuff that you do man like just you've been 
you've traveled abroad three or four times this year. You moved to Venice Beach this year. That's where um, the freaks live, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. But that I'm just—I don't know. You're—you're you're a freak of nature. I aspire to it. But you do a lot of things. You have a lot of habits um, that I really admire. And uh, I don't know, man. You wanna. You want to share some of them with you, with us today? Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, I think it's, um, so I think it's the fine line between, and you're probably real familiar with this. It's like that fine line between um, extreme interest and, um, <laughs> extreme interest and shiny object syndrome. Uh, hmm. And so there's a term for this. It's a Japanese term, and I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly, but it's called, called um, otaku or otaku. Okay. And basically what it is, is like, from my understanding, that term is the, it, it basically means having an extreme interest or passion for a hobby that borders on obsession. So I have several of those. And so, and I, I think you see that a lot in like, you see that a lot in like, uh, like manga, um, graphic novels and stuff like that. Mm. Cause I, I think it was originally described for like people who are really, really into anime. Like, you know, the guys who are really into anime. Uh, yeah, like my brother who decided to become fluent in Japanese. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, no, exactly. But that's that's a perfect example of, of otaku, right? So, so essentially, though, like I think that for me, I'm one of those people who, like, if I find something that I really like, it becomes it can become a quickly become an obsession, which is good and bad because mm. you know it's like well, the kind of the definition of, of, of obsession is like you you latch on to something, something latches on to you, and then. You get tunnel vision and you block out other things. So that's something I've been trying to, um, like, almost rein in over the past couple couple years. Interesting, because you, well, we've had a couple, we've had several conversations. Um, I don't know. This last one might have been in, in Costa Rica where we were talking about uh, not obsessive personalities, but just personalities that are real, extreme personalities. Um, I forget. I think it was you who I was discussing this with and it's just like the the leaders of the world the real innovators the real freaks of nature um doesn't steve jobs even have the quote about the he shouts out the freaks at that graduation um speech oh, that's real famous the freaks and innovators no, whatever no, that was from that from that from an old apple commercial it has like pablo picasso salvador dali amelia Earhart. And there's just these like these innovators. This is for the freaks, the wild mm -hmm. ones. You know, the square pegs, the round hole. Yeah, that's that's the whole Apple thing. Which I, which I think I think now actually that version of Apple is now dead because they're so. I don't think they're the freaks and the innovators they used to be, but I think that they're I think that they're starting to play it safe because they're the most valuable company in the world. I think they're starting to play it a lot safer now. Hmm. Interesting. But do you find do you find the personalities that you run into every day like um, I don't know like. Manish, right? We're talking about Manish. Oh, he's such a freak. He's such a cool guy, such a, such a quote-unquote freak, um, but just an extreme personality. He, he runs his company, Pavlock. He has his blog. What's, what's Manish's blog? Uh, Hackthesystem.com. You would say if you met him, you'd be like, uh, what's this crazy Indian dude talking about? And then you get to know him, and you're like, all right, he is on – point with what he's doing but he is an extreme personality would you agree oh for sure for sure <laughs> he's i mean you know we're, we're good friends like i helped work on pavlock and i've stayed you know with him several times in boston he stayed with me and he's just like he's just like um i, I think that at the fringes of of different personalities is where where all well, the most interesting people are you know and and, and you say interesting right but like, yeah. what's that? What is that line for you? You've you've told me this before, where you're like, yeah, yeah, um, I nah, maybe I shouldn't get into that because I kind of have an addictive or an obsessive personality, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'll call you sometimes, and you're like, hey, uh, I'm kind of holed up right now. I'm on a Netflix binge of some crazy <laughs> show that you're obsessed with. I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll talk. To, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> right, I'm a good good talk, man. Yeah. Um, what's, what is that? Like, what do you do? I think a lot of people struggle with where to put their energy. They have some, some people have so much energy or so much, um, that they could do with their life and you were doing that. And, uh, what's up grandma's landline? Um, <laughs> the landline. Yeah. Does it have one of those little like orange lights on it that flashes like at, like at a hospital office? 
Can you can you hear the speaking? Uh... <laughs> does it have like giant like size fifty two font that scrolls across it? It, it does, and it it has the um, that what you were hearing in the background was the the thing that shouts out the caller ID, so you don't have to get up. <laughs> Is it cordless, or does it have one of those little curly cords? Oh, it's cordless. The land the uh, no, it's it's a Go phone as we used to call them back in the day, yeah. and. Uh, the, the handset died on me. I was like, why did this thing just die? And yeah, nobody charged the, uh, the, old, <laughs> the old portable. So um, anyway. I can still remember we used to have this giant handset. I, we'll get, I want to all yeah, you yeah, yeah. but we, had, we used to have this giant handset in my house uh, when I lived in Michigan back in the day. And, uh, and it was like a cordless phone. But I mean, I'm thinking about it now. It must have been like the size of half of a phone book. It was gigantic. And... We used to try to test and see how far we could get outside the house with it because, like, that was almost like a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if I can walk to my front porch, it's like I almost have a portable The phone. huge, huge cords. Yeah, my mom Gigantic. used to have a white one, and she could, like, back, she could vacuum the house, and it was as long as the <laughs> extension cord. She'd be on the phone the whole time. I know. Uh, Crazy. God. Um, okay, so talk about – tell me, though, where's that line when – like, how do you convert that into – something positive with your with your blog or with your um athletic pursuits what where's that line how did you learn to channel that because i think a lot of people struggle with that yeah man i think well that's man this is a good this is a good question from Manish too because he's so he's obsessed with think with 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 obsession but mm. um <laughs> which is a whole other thing but i think what it is for me is that like as long as i have so there's like and i was talking with sarah who's my girlfriend about this about a year ago, and I think that there are like three areas I like to have covered. So, like, as long as I have my physical, my kind of my like spiritual, which isn't really religious, but like my physical, my spiritual, and and my like, I would say my my project, which is in many cases a, a, a business pursuit for me. As long as I have those three areas of my life covered, then the obsessions balance themselves out. So, for instance, like I always have to have something I'm doing physically. Like it has to be the gym, and it has to be like a specific project in the gym. So it's either like. I'm training for some sort of competition or a show. Or if I'm doing martial arts at the time and I'm really focused on that, I'm training for like either either like a certain belt or a competition or something like there's some goal in mind. And so if that's in place, then I can go to the next thing. The next thing for me would be like, all right, well, I'm making sure like my my spiritual focus is clear. So that could be meditation combined with making sure I'm reading and writing a lot and that keeps me spiritually grounded. And then project wise, you know, I like to have um a specific in a business like a, a, a business project running so it's like either my blog or something else I'm working on and if I have those three um, covered and I have something to, to take the place of all those areas then I don't feel that the obsessions get too much out of control because they keep each other in check right so for instance like with with jujitsu for instance as as into it as I am I can't get too far down that rabbit hole otherwise one of the other three areas will suffer if I spend if I'm at jujitsu two or three times a day, seven days a week, I can't get my business stuff done. I can't get my spiritual mm -hmm. and personal stuff done. So, like, if I have these other areas, it's kind of like checks and balances. It's kind of like, you know, the executive branch, judicial branch, and, you know, like Congress. <laughs> like, they keep each other in check. And so <sighs> I try to have all three of those in check. And that way I have three what I would call obsessions, but, like, I don't let either one overtake the other. Uh, shout out to the Michigan school system for uh, for that reference of the mm -hmm. checks and balances right mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, what? But okay, so I I'm similar where I really need a balanced lifestyle, but I usually find that if I focus too hard on more than one thing, I fail. I mean, I just yeah. fail. Like you know, if I'm gonna just be um, I'm trying to give an example that's not about the gym. Um, it, yeah. You know, if I'm trying to do one specific thing, okay, here's a perfect example. I'm trying to start more than one business. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. I am the fucking worst with trying to start other bit. Okay, was, was, this is in the past tense. This took me several, several years to get over but you think you're the the king of the universe right like you might look like king kong with your shirt off daniel but to be <laughs> able to, to mostly be, because of the hair not the muscle okay sure. okay but to be able to to be successful in multiple areas of life and really successful on an obsessive level um that's really that's really difficult like what is 
I don't know, man. Like, I can't. Yeah, you know sure. I'm more? always in good shape, and I'm always like, uh, not always mentally grounded. But when I'm when I am focused on that part of my life, like I have been in the last couple couple of years, I got that, and the business is down. Like everything's going well, but I can't start another business right now. I'd, I'd crumble. You know, you know what I've learned. I've learned that like every time I eliminate something, my life gets better. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like the art of taking away. It's almost like it's almost like I think of it like Jenga. Like how many of these blocks can I take away and still have a still have a, a standing tower? Like you know, and it, not not that the tower is unstable, but just in the sense that um, that I, I think less is so so much more. You know, I all I, I too have similar have had similar experiences trying to do too much and. And for me, though, it's usually not multiple businesses. It's like I want to run a massively successful business and be a world jiu-jitsu champion and a champion bodybuilder, and I want to read 120 books this year. And exactly. For, you know, it's and but dude, I, so I had this like little, like a little, what I call a mini, little mini breakthrough the other day. And so throughout kind of last year, I, you know, my business was growing, but it wasn't going at the speed I wanted it to grow, and it wasn't like I was just kind of unhappy. And we talked about this in the car a couple weeks ago and I, while I was driving in the car. And um, what I realized was that like, the, the first thing I had to do was admit that there is a definitive ranking of priorities in my life. And, those, and I have to acknowledge those. So for instance, like, if for me, you know, my, my blog is it's a legitimate business. It's not an ATM anymore where I, make, where I have small little things that make a little bit of money. It's like it's the only thing I'm doing. It's a legitimate business. It's, we had to fucking incorporate. There's accountants. It's like a real thing now. So that being said, like if I have a limited amount of time in a day and I have a choice between going to the gym or going to jiu-jitsu or, or reading you know, this book and, and I can only do that or there's something that needs to get done on the website – it has to be the website. Like, and in the past, I'd be like, no, I, I can either do both, which in that case, both things would kind of not be as good. Or I'd be like, well, I'll just do jujitsu now and get, the, and get the blog later because I can do this whenever. It's portable. No, that's not the right answer. Actually, the answer always has to be the blog. And so if I want to get to the gym or if I want to read more or do something else that's not, that's not the number one priority, then I can fit that around the number one thing. But it has to be that business. Otherwise, I can't fucking complain that it's not growing the way I want it to. You know, so how how do you tell that to your girlfriend? That's what oh, I want to know. Well, and, here, <laughs> and is she the priority or is <laughs> your bit? All right, I I got I got to call out Jared for a second because <laughs> this is so this is so good, especially because he happens to be single right now. But ladies, he, ladies, yep. And so in two thousand eight. He, when we started under 30, we were like just talking about our goals and being 22 and probably sitting around drinking beers. And he was like, yeah, man, like when I, uh, he was like, I have priorities right now and I'm going to say, I'm in love with my business and you are my girlfriend. And then that happened, that happened to all go down the tube and it was clearly the other round for other way around for many years yeah, yeah. and uh you know so now mr o'toole i don't know what your priorities are out there but um what is it yeah how, how do you fuck how do you balance i'm glad you asked me that and also i'm very angry you asked me that um sorry sorry, no, sorry. No, well i was gonna i was gonna address the elephant in the room myself by saying like i purposely kind of left out the relationship mm-hmm. aspect of this because that's a whole nother can of work like i mean so Okay, so the backstory for anyone listening who doesn't know me is... Yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to cut you off and say, when you started talking about, oh, I'm obsessed and laser-focused, I was like, oh, I could see, I could totally see people getting that way in their relationship, so... Yeah, uh, go, yeah, go, no, go I mean, so, so for backstory for someone who, who people don't know me, you know, I've been in a relationship for, uh, it would be five years this year, so it's a, it's a long-term uh, relationship, I'm very happy, um, things are going well, and... and you know, when I met Sarah, I already had an obsessive focus. It wasn't this business. When I met Sarah, um, I was I was making a movie. I was making a film. Um, it was a it was um, a SAG film with the Screen Actors Guild. It was called Blossoms for Clara. I was doing it when I when I was in Atlanta. Uh, I wrote it, produced it, directed it. I raised all the money myself. I raised twenty thousand dollars. You know, by my fucking self. You know. Um, I, uh, you know, we shot it. We brought in Jasmine Guy from um, from a different world. Like it was, it was based on Duke Ellington. So like, I was really into it. I was like hustling. I was crushing it hard. And um, 
And and I met when I met her, I was already like obsessively focused on that because you know I have to have a project, and um, you know that's always been my personality. So the, the first thing I'll say is that like my personality hasn't changed. So you know she, in terms of my specific relationship, she doesn't expect me to not be obsessive. She doesn't expect me to to not be obsessive with my project. She knows that's how I am. Mm-hmm. But like the reality is, women don't give a fuck. They do not care. Like. <laughs> I mean, she can't, and it's, it's, it's hard, and she's not, she'll never listen to this. I'm not going to say anything derogatory, but she'll never listen to this, because she's so tired of hearing about my, about my business shit. She'll, she'll never hear this. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's so hard, because, like, what I have to, what I'm doing to be upset, what I'm being obsessive about during the day makes us the money so that we can continue to live our lives the way we want to, but it also gets in the way of that life sometime, mm-hmm. sometimes. So, so, yeah, I mean, we were just having this conversation last night, actually, and, um, and she was like, she's like, you know, I noticed that we're not having as much sex as we used to have. And I think that's crazy because, um, like, we actually just installed a, uh, a stripper pole in the house. And so we have, like, we turned the second bedroom into a pole dance studio. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, this is what I spend my weekends doing. Uh, so she's like, you know, I bet people will look and be like, wow, you know, these two attractive people, you know, they're living in Venice. I have a pole in my house. I bet their sex life is crazy. And it's just, like, pretty average. And um, she's like, you know, and I said, well, you know, I've just been really like focused and busy lately. And she's like, oh, be careful. Like, I don't want to be one of those couples who like, you know, we were like 10 years down the road and we're like, you know, we have sex two times a year on like New Year's or whatever. And we're at the therapist. We're like, we don't know what happened. So like, you know, you know, you know, it's crazy. But um, but I mean, like, that's the reality. It's just like you really you do have a finite amount of attention and you try for me, I try to do the best I can. And like, I feel like women in general, like especially Sarah, but probably a lot of women really thrive off of the good feelings they get off of relationships and the connection that they have with their partner and their friends and their family. And I feel like men in general, I'm being very generalized here, are like more task driven and, 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 ta- and like goal oriented. Again, not that women can't be, but I just think in general that we're kind of wired like that. And so like every day when I wake up, and this, this sounds bad, but I'm not like, what does Sarah need today? What is she thinking and feeling? I'm like, Fucking crush this money, subscribers, business, <laughs> muscles, you know, right. and, and I feel bad because I'll come home at like seven or eight. Sometimes I'll be like, all right, babe, let's hang out. You know, she'd be like, no, you, I'm not going to get the scraps of your attention. I'm not going to get the scraps of your energy. Like if you want to hang out, you have your own business, fucking move time around. And it's just difficult. But, you know, we're in a good place. That's not to say our relationship is bad, but it's just it's a, it's a consistent um, readjustment, a reevaluation and something you have to put a lot of energy into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you in the house? You're not in the house all day. You have co-working Hell no, space. I'm not in the house. Oh, I work at a co-working space. That was one of the things I had to I had to change. Uh, been out of co-working space for about five months now because there's this weird line of like, if I'm at home but I'm on the computer, she thinks that that's time when like like if I'm on the computer but I'm at home, if I'm not paying attention to her, I'm ignoring her, even if I'm working. But mm-hmm. But even if I'm working, if she sees a Facebook window pop up, she'll be like, you're not fucking working. I'd be like, yes, yes, I am. I mean, there, there is Facebook here, but it's definitely – there I am working too. You know, but right. – so it's just, it just got weird and messy. And even with a second bedroom, you know, it, it's, I had to leave. No, I, I – and if that's the stripper pole. <laughs> now, yeah, now <laughs> she's like – yeah, yeah. She, it's, like, it's, like when a, like, it's like when a kid moves out and the parents turn the room into like – you know, like, like another room, this, that's what happened. Nice. I moved out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Home office. See you later. Uh, yeah, bye bye. But, but I'm, I'm big on, um, I'm big on separating and trying, like, I'm really good with being off and like really off the grid and nobody can find me. And I'm pretty good at, pretty good at that. Just going yeah. into the jungle or wherever the hell I go in, yeah. in Costa Rica or in Peru or, or wherever I am. Um, but, when it's like, oh, we're home together. If I have a girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're we're home together, or we're um, you're at my place, or oh, I can move my schedule around. That just gets so it gets so messy. Yeah, um, yeah it totally does. But also, you know that that bedroom, the whole bedroom. Oh, computer in the bed, like yeah. never, ever, ever, ever. That like, white, that white blue light, just keeping your eyes just dry and glaring into the night. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm all about blackout, uh, yeah, blackout yeah, yeah. shades, and I, I don't 
my phone is airplane mode. I dim the screen. Like I'm, I'm all about that. Um, yeah. All right. So, so not. So let let's get back to. I, I want to kind of talk about the the. Um, God, I kind of have my interview voice on, don't I? Yeah, a little bit. Well, a little bit. That's okay. It's well, I'm I'm trying to direct it a little bit, but also I'm just usually inquisitive when we're uh, hanging no, I mean, out with my this, friends. Yeah, this usually, is a regular voice. This isn't. You're not doing anything weird. No, I mean, I usually am just. Um, yeah, I'm usually pretty. Interested. I mean, as per our normal conversations, my pants are off right now. That's so that's, that's pretty excellent. standard. Pretty well, standard. I've had uh, two thirds of a beer, so we're we're on our way. <laughs> yes, we're on our way. Um, yeah, yeah. What, like, what are some of the habits that you have that just keep you laser? Not maybe not laser focused, but or, yeah, like like the habit that I just mentioned, right? Airplane mode. If it's sleep time, it's sleep time. If it's going the stripper pole room, <laughs> it's time to go in the stripper pole room. That room is so cool, man. We got a full, we got a floor to ceiling mirror in there now. It is so cool. I, I mean, look, we put up the pole. My fat ass can swing on there, so you know it's sturdy. Um, I don't want to visualize oh, that. Inclo- right it's actually very difficult, like like because she's not doing. I mean. I mean, you know, like her focus isn't stripping. It's more like actually pulled into the sport. It's very, it's very acrobatic, man. It's like, no, it's like gymnastics, bro. It's seriously, it's very hard. It's very difficult. These girls are fucking freaks. You want to talk about freaks? These are freaks. These, so, have you been watching these pole dancers? They're ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been to a sporting event or two. And, yeah. Uh, no, no, not at the club. I'm talking oh. about like professional. These are, these are like, these are like, like gymnasts, like, like, Collegiate and professional level gymnasts, just but they're used to using a pole. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. We we need to just talk Habits. about collegiate event. It, it, not collegiate uh, event. Um, we're talking habits. about okay habits, 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 habits. Yeah, tell me about your habits other than your weird stripper pole bedroom, please. <laughs> no, 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 man. Uh, so you know, we so I have some pretty cool things going on for me, and I'm. It's the, so the thing about habits you have to remember is like there's no one habit that's going to uh, – so I think especially with like a lot of type A personalities, which I don't even really consider myself type A because there are people who are a lot more anal than me. Like I – there are a lot, most things – a lot of things I don't care about that a normal type A person would. But I think that for people who are kind of analytical or like the entrepreneurs, a lot of them feel like they want to see a direct ROI from a habit. So they're like, for instance, I've been meditating for four weeks how much more money am I going to make from this habit? Or like I've been reading and I, test, I retested my IQ and I'm not much smarter. Like where's the benefit? So like the thing about habits is a couple things. One, you know, most habits, even if it takes, let's say it takes a month or two to solidify the habit, you're not going to really see the full benefit of that habit for, you know, months, possibly possibly years, you know, as, as, it, as it builds up. Um, and, and the second thing is that like each little habit is just one piece of the puzzle. Like it's everything's like a, you know, one, 2% in, you know, incremental change, but then it gets, it gets better and better over time. So like, for instance, I'm doing a couple of things right now that are like, it's been a, it's been a few months now and I'm really experiencing some good results. So, um, the first one is obviously like I've been, been really making it a priority in my personal life to get good sleep. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, most nights I get, you know, I get like, you know, eight hours, but then really you're getting like five and then it goes up to seven and then goes back down to four and a half. And then on Sunday you got eight and say that you're pretty good. I'm like, seriously, the thing I'm, I really look at how much sleep am I getting? Like, so I have, so I have my little moleskin notebook with several different habits. And like every day I check off that I get seven and a half, seven to basically greater than or equal to seven hours last night. Yes, I, I aim for that every day because like that foundation, whoa, you know, like in, in um, probably like in, in like October, November of last year, probably, probably through fall to winter of last year, dude, I was dragging. Like I thought that my testosterone was really low. I thought I might need to get like testosterone <laughs> injections. It probably, it probably was because I was living in, in Paris and you were on the West Coast in, the, in, in L.A., and we would talk, but it would be 11 a.m. my time, and you would still be up. I'm like, what the hell is this kid doing? Yeah, of course yeah, your yeah, T okay. levels were down. Remember yeah, that? They were, they were super down. Yeah, and I was talking to my chiropractor, who's a friend of mine, and he was like, dude, you should get testosterone. I'm totally glad I didn't do this. Dude, you should get testosterone injections or testosterone um, capsules. So do you know how they do that? Do you know what they do for that? Uh, I don't know about the capsules. I know about the underarm. Rub. No, this is different. So this capsule, he's like, here's what they do. They cut a tiny slit 
in your butt cheek okay. and they and they insert a, a capsule that dissolves in your ass. And oh. <laughs> I know, just thinking about it, it just makes me want to just What happened to the old needle in the ass in Gold's yeah. gym? Oh, that's testosterone. That's not like a that's 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 like anabolic steroids. It's different, but well, um, that shoots it right into your bloodstream. I assume. Yeah, and this but, is time well, release. Well, this is you know, release. this is yeah, this is like legal testosterone and you know whatever. So anyway, he's like, yeah, I know the guy, and it's like two hundred fifty a pill or whatever, two hundred fifty a capsule, or maybe it was a thousand. I forget what it was. Probably a thousand. Yeah, I think it was actually. He's like, but after I had it, I felt like I could conquer the world, and I'm, I was seriously considering doing it because I'm like. I don't, I'm like 20, I was 26, I'm 26 now, my testosterone was like, I was just feeling fucking tired and grumpy and like I would wake up and the thing is like, okay, so you, you were saying that you talked to me like and it, it was a crazy time in the morning, like why are you awake? Well, here's the thing, if you go to, if you go to sleep at 4 a.m. and then you sleep till 12 noon, even if you get eight hours from 4 to 12, it's not the same thing as like from 10 to 6. Yeah. It's way different and, and you think, you play these like, you play this like little sleep math where you're like, all right. So I got four hours last night. So that's going to mess up my sleep average. So if I get nine three days in a row, then that will add an extra three hours from the one that I missed on Monday. So that will really come out to seven hours. No, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. It's just your body's like, give me you know, however much consistently. And, and so it might not be eight for you. For me, it's like seven and a half to eight. You got to figure it out. But so that was the first thing, like making that in my personal life, like, a, like an actual priority, like, like, a, like a bedtime. Like I, I felt like, I felt like um, I, if I went to bed before like 11 that I would have like or 11.30 that I would be missing something. Like I was a little kid who was up and everyone else was playing outside and I didn't do that. No, it's, it's false. There's nothing else going on. Go to sleep. You know? Yeah, so, no. I love that it. That was the first thing. I love it. Um, I'm like a eight. I'm like an eight solid. It, like I yeah. have to get eight. Um, I'll do when we're real busy with with work, um, you know, if I'm on trips and stuff like that, it's usually six and a na nap or six and yeah, not yeah. a nap, and then you start to get deprived. But if I'm working out a lot, um, then I can then I can take more sleep easily. Like I need my sleep, and but I get quality sleep. I'm yeah, you yeah. know I'm blackout everything in the room. There's no there's no blue lights. There's no DVD players. No nonsense. I haven't I haven't looked at my phone. Before bed, I certainly haven't brought my laptop or iPad yeah, into that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm real, real into my. Uh, I heard the, the term sleep hygiene, and I, I like that. Sleep hygiene, I like that. It sounds yeah. sexy. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, but I, I wasn't always like this. Like, um, you know, I, I worked for uh, for UPS in college, and we used to. Um, I mean, we used to clock in sometimes at three thirty. So there's really no time that you can go to bed. To, to be able to clock in at 3.30 and be rested. I mean, Ooh. especially you're in college too. So come on, you're not, come on. You know, so even if you go to bed at, at 10.30, which is kind of reasonable, you have to wake up at least at 2.30, which is only four hours, man. So it's just so, it's just ridiculously rough. But you know what? I was good. I would wake up and be like, I am good. And I was training really hard. I was, I was lifting really heavy. I was in, I had a full class load and I was at UPS. And I had no, there was, I was totally fine. Um, and, but then there, I hit a wall. I guess pretty early for most people. I hit a wall like around 25 where I was like, I just physically, like now, I mean, I can, I can function on six and a half, but I'm not a happy guy. So, you know, I really need those, that time, you know? Huh. I, I found like, okay, recovering from workouts or recovering from hangovers, right? Okay. Maybe I need a little bit more than if I was 18, right? I'm, 20, yeah, yeah. I'm 29 now. Definitely need, like, I can't drink like I used to, where I, I yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Need, need more time for workouts. But I remember in college, I could get 10 a night. And also, you know, my body probably needed the recovery because I was drinking a lot more and lifting a lot more, right? But um, I could get 10. I remember freshman year of college, 10 solid Monday through Friday, but I probably got four <laughs> during the weekends. So. <laughs> what time are you going to bed to get ten on the to get ten on the weekdays? You had some boring weekdays. Yeah, yeah, boring, boring weekdays. Um, but school <laughs> was hard. School was hard for me, man. I was going to sleep at like ten to get up for eight a.m. math class uh, five days a week. It was brutal. Uh, yeah, was I was a brutal. communication major, so take from that what you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but then the other the other side of it, um, and I was actually going to talk to you about this because you're you know, 
year into bodybuilding, which is also all about muscle recovery, and um, jujitsu, where you're probably getting your shins bashed in and and all that, which you need time to recover for. And and for anybody who is not into these type of things, who's listening, this also goes for your mental your mental health, your mental hygiene, your anything that you have to recover from, like stress or a, a tough day, or take this into the boardroom, or take yep. this into your creative practice if you're an artist or whatever, right? But what I'm talking about this recovery time, um, I was going to ask you about, um, I was going to ask you about meditation. And so I've heard, I think I mentioned this when I came on the, uh, on the rich 20 something podcast is that I've heard that two hours of sleep, um, or one hour of meditation can make up for two hours of sleep. And I, I definitely believe that I've tried it on red eyes. I've, um, if I'm dragging, Right, like today, I needed a nap. I can tell if I need a nap or if I'm just tired and need a little boost, and I'll go meditate for 15, 20 minutes, and yeah. it'll be like a nap. Today, I was just tired because meditation is an exercise um, for me. But have you found greater recovery um, for your physical body too? Because I, I definitely have. Um, I don't know about you. Oh man, I love talking about this stuff now. Um, because so so with meditation, what I've been using, and Matt is Matt is further along in the meditation journey than I am, um, and he's been doing it for longer, more consistently. But this is something that I've been kind of like toe dipping and dabbling for years, and then and over the past probably six weeks, I've gotten a lot more consistent with it. Every day, consistent. I'll miss one day a week occasionally, um, and I've been using an app called the Headspace app, which is just a guided meditation app. It's um, it's kind of like training wheels, but actually, it's, it's actually pretty advanced, and they have a lot of great material. But anyway, um, what I have noticed is I've noticed more. I've noticed more body awareness. So, for instance, if I get if I don't get enough sleep, if I wake up and I have six hours, I will wake up, and because I've been meditating more, and because I've been more kind of um, focusing on like paying attention to my body and paying attention to like what certain parts of my mind feel like, I can wake up with six hours of sleep and immediately know, okay, this is what type of day it's going to be. I'm not going to push myself in this certain way. I'm not going to try to stay up late. This is, what I'm, this is how I feel today. And I, and I kind of know that going in. Like, and I, I can even, I can, as soon as I wake up, I can feel a certain amount of like, if I haven't got enough sleep, I can feel that brain fog. And I just know that like, all right, this isn't going to be my... I'm not going to be able to be a complete beast today, so I'm going to need to like attack attack my most important things first because I'm going to fade more quickly. And I, I, had, I didn't have that awareness before uh, I started meditating. Before I started meditating, I was like, whatever time I fucking wake up, doesn't matter. Crush it. It doesn't matter how much sleep. If I need more time in the middle of the day, get more caffeine. Take a 20-minute nap and get back to it. But now I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of see how this day is gone. And if you want to correct that feeling, you don't correct it the day of, you correct it the day before. So like if you don't want to feel like crap, if you wake up in the morning, like the answer isn't going to be, well, I'll just suck down caffeine today. The answer is make sure you get some sleep tonight. You know, and but that body awareness has come through meditation. Dude, I, I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, that's just what <clears throat> people talk about being more grounded and then you can be more strategic and yeah. then you can be more aware of you know, yeah, you're more aware of your body, but you're more aware of your emotions. You're more aware of, um, you know, when you start to 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 fall into that. Um, I don't know. You you start to recognize patterns better, right? So, or you can be the you can be an observer and watch yourself like you're watching a movie where you're yelling at the guy like, no, dude, don't do that. You're an idiot. You do this every time, right? You know? Oh, dude, to totally. So, like, here's a good example. This is one that's really gonna gross your listeners out. So I was at the, um, so, so I came back from, um, from jujitsu or for training. It was either the gym or training. Like I came back and every time I come back from training, like my testosterone is super high. Like I've either just like choked someone out or I've lifted someone really heavy and I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling like super energized. Um, and I'm like, man, I need to go jack off right now. I got all this energy. I got to get this out of me. And then I realized, you know, I, as I'm thinking about this objectively, I'm like, why do I want to go do this right now? Like, what purpose is this going to accomplish? No, seriously, I'm like, because, because if I, like, I feel, because you feel like this energy inside you. Like, guys, it's different for girls, I think. But, like, for guys, sometimes you just feel this energy where you're like, I got to release this. I'm feeling this energy. I got to release this. And, like, you know, it's just not the right time of day. Sarah's doing some other shit right now. And I got to, you know, I got to, I got to build the whole day up to get to that. You know, we're in a five-year relationship, okay? This isn't like, you know, okay, come on. We got to build, we got to plan a day around that. 
So I'm like, all right, it's only 11.30 in the morning. All I got is my hand. What am I going to do? And I'm like, well, but, but masturbating would not be the right decision right now. I got a whole day in front of me. I'm not going to that, – that does take energy out of me because every time you do that, you're like – after that, you're like, well – uh, there goes my day. Like that's it. You know, like why would I do this right now? And so I know this sounds crazy, but like through meditation, I've been like, I can objectively look at myself and be like, hmm, that's not the right decision for me right now. Like I know how I'll feel after that. I'm not going to do that. And um, and like the only reason I want to do this is I'm feeling excess energy. But like maybe I should channel this energy into my work today, and I make that decision. I just go and channel it into the work. There, uh, there you go, Mr. DP. <laughs> it's that's the truth. Things. No, I'm like, I'm dying over there. Uh, I'm dying over here. Yeah, um, put it on I think most, No, I, I think most men can, can relate, but channeling it, yeah, that's, um, well, okay, I think we've talked about this before, you and I, uh, the, the um, book Think and Grow Rich has a whole chapter on sex transmutation. That's what it's called, yeah, which sounds very like, old. it is old school, like he had to be, he had to be all weird about it, but it's, so the whole book, that whole part of the book is like how to take that basically horniness and make it into like powerful business beast mode work. <laughs> uh, right, right, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, what, um, I, I'm trying to, trying to think of how this could relate to some females, um, because you're a freak of nature and you lift heavy things and you come home from the gym and apparently contemplate uh, jerking off or not. But um, <laughs> what, what can people who are not – like, okay, for me, for example, right, I don't lift as much as I used to. I, I probably one or two times a week um, I can get to a gym and lift. I'm still working out. I'm doing much more yoga or much more. I mean, this has been like three and a half years that I've been yeah. doing yoga for. But uh, actually, kind of kind of funny story. So you know I'm, I'm down here um, taking care of my grandparents and they're 86 and, and 88. Just, ha you know, hanging out or whatever. Well, things tend to disappear if they're not nailed down. And... <laughs> um, well, my my shoes, my sneakers, my gym shoes disappeared for uh, for about five days down here, and I walked all through Key West in my sandals trying to find a place um, to get new shoes. And yeah, I'm picky, but I wasn't just gonna wear like Crocs to the gym. Like I needed good yeah. shoes. Foot Locker and Champ Sports were both. You know what I mean? The gym and Kinos, right? Exactly. Dude, that's that's what they sell. Yeah, that's what yeah. they wear down here. That's what Tevas, right? Yeah, um, like these, like these. So these Kinos are these these Cubans basically set up this shop like 50 years ago where they make these handmade leather sandals, and it's like a sweatshop in there, and they're like four dollars, but they're really they're like very. If you see someone with Kinos, you're like you know about Key West. Yeah, no, they're it's a legit it's a legit thing. So yes, I I couldn't wear that to the gym, so I was getting I was doing yoga every day, and it's my own practice, and it's upstairs by myself, and it's all. Zen and nice, but I was like, all right, I need to get out. I need to like run or I need to lift something or I need to like get a little spike in my testosterone levels, right? Or just get the fuck out of the house. Um, yeah, yeah. But how does, how can someone who's struggling with that, because, you know, it's a, it's a balance. You, if you're meditating all the time or you're doing yoga all the time, well, how can, how can someone boost that I mean, yeah, probably by going to the gym or um, adjusting their diet. But what, yeah, what would you say as far as who, if you're trying, if you're struggling trying to channel that um, energy, where do you, where do you get it from, other than putting an incision in your ass and uh, slipping <laughs> a pill in there at two fifty a pop? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things. It's like, man, it's like. So the the most useful thing for me has been when I start to feel like, because I think the body, because we're still, we're still animals, right? We're still like, we're just big monkeys. Uh, I sound very, this is a very, like a very Joe Rogan position, right? But uh, we're just, we're just big monkeys. And, you know, despite the fact that we want to be Zen sometimes, and we have all these like sophisticated, uh, you know, ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Like at the end of the day, our physical bodies are still very primitive. Like we're just, we're kind of just upright walking like monkeys, right? So like we want to swing from trees and beat our chests and, you know, run around and break things. And so the first thing is like being aware of what that is. Because sometimes if you're like, if you've ever felt like that, 
that really, have you ever felt that like weird boredom where you don't know, like you feel really bored, like and it's an agonizing boredness and you don't know how to get rid of it and it almost makes you angry because you're so bored? Uh, yeah, I just told you what my last five days have been yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, gender neutral, that feeling. And I think that the, that's usually your body saying, all right, enough of like the cerebral activity, go do something with me, go run me. Like, you know, a Ferrari doesn't want to be driven at 400 or 40 miles all day. Like you got to open it up once in a while. Um, and so whatever that is for you, you know, it could be for me, it's lifting and hitting people and stuff like that, but it, it could also not be, it could, it could be, you know, um, just getting outside, like going for a hike or, or, um, you know, going to the beach or just do anything that you can do to like physically get yourself moving. But I think it's awareness of that feeling because if you feel like that just incredible boredness that like transfers almost into anger because you're so pent up then that's your body telling you to go do something. And, and that's a good opportunity for you to find whatever that physical anchor in your life is. So like, you know, I told you what mine are, but everyone should have some sort of physical pursuit. If all you do is go to work in the cubicle or you, all you do is you, you, know, you have your little office or your little, your little swivel chair and you spin around in that, you are seriously missing out on a piece of you know, your humanity because you are an animal. You know, and so you're a civilized animal, and you have a nice language, and you you have paintings and stuff. But like, you're an animal. So if you're not running around, you're losing part of that. Man, I, I love it. I heard this guy um, one time talking. His whole thing was rewilding himself, um, Re and yeah, and I'll I'll look it up and and link it up um, in the notes. But the whole concept, and I really fell in love with it, was. How do you go, like right now we're on a fucking farm and it's, we drive on all these same, we drive on all the same roads and sit in our morning commute and we get herded like cattle between the hours of nine and five and we sit in cubicles like little pens and, you know, we are designed, the human race is designed to have this production, um, yeah, there's a certain level of there's a certain level of production that you know they our cultural society is de, are, is designed um, for maximum output from yeah. us, and you know sitting in these chairs is not healthy. And so I like to do things like just sit on the ground. And yeah, I do a lot of yoga, so it's a lot easier for me. But why was it so hard at first? It's because I didn't have that flexibility anymore. But look at a little kid. You know, they can sit on the ground because that's how our bodies were, were made. And so um, this, this guy kind of talks about how you should go from, a, um, go from your farm, right, the farm setting, where it's just about your production, to how do you go to at least making your surroundings like a zoo. And if not, go run in the wild for a yeah. little bit. And this guy is kind of crazy. He's like, yeah, I sleep outside in my tent sometimes in my backyard. And But for me, just getting into nature and just, I don't know, when I was in Iceland in October, I just had this thing where I just saw a set of stairs and this steep hill up into the mountains. And I just, I just took off running. Like, you know that feeling when you're a little kid and you just want to mm -hmm. run around? Like, mm -hmm. I, I definitely need that. And some people, it's creative right some people it's okay i just want to go and paint or i just want to go and do whatever it is that drives you but kind of getting back to what your true your true nature is well that um, that's why i love martial arts because and you know i don't i'm not a black belt i don't claim to be like a you know a, an amazing martial artist but i've always been an enthusiast um and i've always i've always done something and um and that's why I love it because I think that like in our civilized world, we don't get enough of that like physical contact with people that like we're so scared of, of pain or discomfort in any way. And like I think the average man will probably go his entire adult life, most of us, without having a physical confrontation with someone. And, and in a physical confrontation, your emotions get up, you, you feel that the animals I do well enough and you have like this like you have the fight or flight thing and you're kind of like you're angry and you're scared at the same time. And you, the, the average male or female doesn't have a, a, another person ever put their hands on you. And, and when that happens, you lose your shit. You don't know how to handle yourself. And so, I mean, like when was the last time in public that someone pushed you, Matt? When was the last time someone pushed you or tried to hit you or hurt you or punch you or hold you in any way? I think it's been a little while. It's been a while. Like it doesn't yeah. really happen that much, you know? So like, but that's, that's a part of our, like, our animal nature in a way, right? So like, that's why I like it because 
when and when you when you uh, especially in jujitsu, like because it's so close, like since there's no since there's no um, like there's no striking in jujitsu, it's it's um, you can go a hundred percent, you know, it's not it, which is really cool. And the when you're when you're rolling with someone and you tap, what does that tap mean? That tap means oh you got me. That tap means like if this were a combat situation, I would be dead, or you would have, or you would have broken my limb off. You know, it would have. It's like that's the signification. Like I almost died there. Thanks. Now let's go again. And so, like when you get like that type of physical energy in your life, man, it, it really like grounds you, puts you back in perspective, and it helps to like kind of bring some of that that what is it re re wilding yourself brings it back man yeah for sure and then <clears throat> it sounds like in in your case and i know in my case that then you can either you either come up right you can use it in two ways either you can come down um and it's okay you got rid of your anger from being in your little cube and on your little farm where yeah. by the way they just produce the crappiest foods to uh, the cheapest foods to they possibly can to to feed us right well yeah. all right we come out of that and then we can come we can come down like it gets rid of our anger or our cortisol or whatever um exercise does to you or okay well You've done your, you know, you've done your creative expression today and you got that all out of you and now you can kind of come up into doing what, what you produce um, or whatever you have to do to be productive. So it can balance it. You can balance, I think, both ways. Totally, man. I mean, that's exactly how it is. Like you, you can use that however you want, but it's more like, especially people. So, so like I, I'm lucky because I get an opportunity to, you know, in my in my everyday work, which is writing and which is like just basically being myself, I'm very very lucky to be able to have an outlet to be my true self. Uh, but for most of us, and for me, for you know the majority of my life, which is not that long, but it's still significant for the majority of my life. You know, I haven't you know even especially in school, which is a very structured, regimented process. You don't really have the experience of of um, expressing yourself in your in your true form. Uh, and sometimes it's not an option for us. If we work at a regular job or at a desk and we have a task, you know, we don't we don't necessarily get too loose with it and say, well, I know that you like your papers filed this way, but I've come up with a creative new way. You're like, no, you fucking file the papers the way that the company says you file the papers. So by having by having some sort of outlet, you know, physically, artistically, being able to s- express yourself, your true uh, your true self, it's really valuable and it helps to blow off some of that like steam from being kept in this cage, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I love it. And and here's a question, right? You mentioned, <clears throat> oh, your life hasn't been that long. You're 26, right? Yeah. I'm 29. Sometimes I say these things, and I'm so, <clears throat> I'm so definite. I'm so I know what I know, and obviously it's my frame of of reference. And I also know that I know nothing. That I there's plenty out there that I don't know, and that other people know better than me. But this is all I have, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. But I feel, and other generations get pissed when they hear things like, oh, these young kids think they have it all figured out and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what frame of reference that I have? I've been in the business world for 25 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of them, and <clears throat> with no disrespect, and they're probably not listening, but. No, they're not. Don't it's, worry. It's like, well, fuck, man. Like, well, you sat in that cubicle for. 20 years or yeah sure you had some experience but you had to wear that ugly ass short sleeve button up like really <laughs> did you wear a pocket protector that whole time and you know what <laughs> but no I, I it's like how does it's that credibility did did older generations think like we did it like we do and hit the ground running as early as we do i don't think so i don't know what you think well no and I'll talk, first of all and sarah and i talk about this a lot like you can't disrespect kids. Like a lot of times people are like older people are like kids should be seen and not heard. Like you're just a kid. What would you know? Kids know a fucking lot. Kids know a lot before you beat you beat it out of them with your like your societal constructs of what's what's embarrassing or what's cool or what's proper. Like kids know basic morality. Kids know kids are very intelligent, you know. Sometimes you'll have a you'll have a, a um, an idea as an adult that, you know, seems stupid, but you tell it to a kid and they're like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." You know, you should definitely do that. Go to the moon, of course. You know, um, kids are very smart, so don't discount them. And, but the same thing with, with um, like, 
people our age, you know, younger generation, like I was talking to my grandma uh, the other day who, you know, she's never going to hear this and this isn't even disrespectful, but we were having a conversation and, uh, uh, we, you know, she's just, she's a wild card and, you know, so, well, yeah. And so we, we had like kind of a, we, recently we've had like some family drama and just everyone's real mad at each other about various things. And, um, so she was saying, I was trying to explain a point to her, um, and I was trying to explain a point about how like she needs to she needs to let go of some of the shit that she's mad about because it's not helpful for her. It's not improving her life, and it's just making everyone else you know just have a bad time. And she's like, "Well, what would you know? You're only a kid. When you're my age, you'll understand." And I'm like, "No, that that's fucking wrong. Like, I might be 26, but this is like this is this isn't an age dependent thing. Like, this isn't clearly your your wisdom for your age." hasn't served you in this situation because you still feel emotionally hurt because you're hanging on to this thing. It's not helpful and it has nothing to do with my age. Like I, I can clearly see what's going on here. You know, and I think the older generation, not everyone, but some people make this assumption that like, oh, well, if they knew everything that I knew, then they would see the truth behind this matter. And sometimes that's true, but other times, like there are a lot of older people and excuse me here, but with their heads up their asses where they're 70 years old and they're still acting like a teenager in like in, in the worst sense in the teenager, teenager in, in the sense of being like just making rash decisions, saying things that hurt people, having poor world outlooks. And the reasoning is because, well, that's the way I've always done it or because that's the way my dad taught me or blah, 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 or I'm doing this to protect myself because this person hurt me in this way. And but like that doesn't make it a good way to look at the world. It doesn't validate it just because you're seventy, you know. No, I I, I completely agree, and it goes back to what we said about sitting on the floor or having mm -hmm. our true, you know, being in touch with our true nature. Is yeah, a lot of those older generations just had that sucked out of them by the time. And young people in general are the one you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? You yeah, can. Yeah. But in general, um, the stuff that I think about to really get my parents to, my parents are pretty open-minded and they'll listen but, to it, but to have them execute on some of the things that we talked about today, it'd be like, I, I don't, well, I like, don't with, think with, so. With, with my grandma, she is, she's very like, she's stuck in the past about a lot of things that hurt her and like just it's always stuck in the past. I'm like, you know, I would love to be like, grandma, you know what would really improve your life? Headspace. Download the fucking Headspace app and do this every day. There is not a prayer in the world that she would do that. If she did, it would fucking change her whole life. But she won't do it. And I know she won't. Yeah, and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, my mom, my, I got my mom the clear app. And um, yeah, yeah she's, she's doing it a little bit. So, How old know, is she? She is, uh, oh, she turns the big six zero um, this year. Oh, well, maybe there's hope because my grandma's almost as old as your mom. Well, so, yeah. We have, we have kids early in my family. Not me, but everyone else. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, th I think that's what it's – that's what it, I mean, it comes back to, okay, are these people following their true nature? I just see so many older people and a lot of people in my family who are just stuck. Yeah. Um, just stuck like a stick in the mud. Yeah, my, my, my grandma, she's uh, – she – is an attorney, but she doesn't. She hasn't practiced in probably you know fifteen years or more, and because she had this like slew of injuries uh, in her late forties, early fifties that really sidetracked her, and she got sick, and then she got depressed, and because of this, like she's become very, um, she's become very um, angry at herself and at other people, and she doesn't mean for it to be like this, but she just can't help but be extremely angry, and it makes it hard for her to. To communicate with people and and so because of this like she's always bringing up past shit she she'll blow up small little incidents into like life-changing world-shattering events and it's just a, it's a very big problem we had we had this issue recently where we were trying to move her to california uh, you know we my mom and i even even flew across country and drove her back to california and we got into so much bullshit when she got here that she had to, she had to drive her. Well, she didn't drive. She had to have my uncle fly out here and drive her back. She won't fly. Uh, we had to, we had, we had to drive. We drove her all the way here, three thousand miles, and then they had to drive her all the way back, three thousand miles, because she just there were just certain things that she was just so. And to be fair, like her and my mom don't really get along that well anyway. But like this is one of those cases where we wouldn't have brought her down if we were gonna, if we were gonna be mean to her. This is an issue where she just, she just not. There's a, some key things she's just not ready to accept. She's not ready to like face on in terms of like her injuries and her like her psychological state. Because of that, she can't make 
any progress, you know? Damn, man. Well, hey, I got to, uh, I love you, brother. I got to get uh, my dinner on. My mom is calling. My grandparents want to eat. But t- but before we before we go, you got to give everybody what what would be, give them two things that they could do to get unstuck and become a freak of nature like Daniel DiPiazza from rich20something.com. Mm, eat your Wheaties. No, uh, I would say. <laughs> I would say focus on focus on the, the primary movers in your life. So don't be afraid to prioritize, you know, um, and, and don't be, and don't don't uh, don't lie to yourself about what your priorities are. As soon as you start prioritizing, then start um, start minimalizing things. So have less in your life. That's the first thing. So have less in your life and uh, and focus on the things that, that make you really happy. Sounds super cliche, but it works. Hey, I like it. I'm uh, I'm gonna get to put it to practice right now. Cool. Iron Man, hey, it's always, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. I'm headed down to Costa Rica, but um, I'll be back in the States for like a week and we'll catch up. Absolutely, man. Talk soon. All right, pal. Talk to you later. Bye bye.